Welcome to the Disrupting Obesity Podcast. I'm Charlotte Skeins, and I'll be sharing ways to regain control over your body and lose an extreme amount of weight naturally. Being fat is about so much more than just the food. It's about your relationship with food. That means that dealing with your weight is about more than just the food too. You have to change that relationship. You have to start disrupting obesity. It's not about the food. It's not. We all want it to be, but it isn't. If it was about the food, the diet industry wouldn't have made hundreds of billions of dollars last year. If it was about the food, there wouldn't be an 85% recidivism rate. People wouldn't gain back all of their weight, plus an average of 25% more than when they started out. It's not about the food. As much as everybody wants to point the finger at this macro or that restaurant chain or these portion sizes, they're not it either. It's not the food. We all want it to be the food. It's the obvious answer, right? It feels like the only answer. And it's definitely part of the answer. But if what we eat was the only key to unlocking the obesity crisis, losing weight and keeping it off would be easy. We wouldn't have an obesity crisis. And losing weight would be pretty straightforward. It's not, though. Losing weight is anything but straightforward. You already know. It's not just about the food. If you've tried to lose the weight and keep it off before, you know that just changing what you eat doesn't work. To lose a lot of weight, you need 100%. 100% you need to get your eating under control. But you're not going to be able to do that unless you start to deal with your relationship with food too. I really wanted it to be about the food. I hoped and prayed that if I just changed what I ate for now, like... If I ate clean or, you know, cut out sugar or something, I would get my weight down and that would be the end of it. Done. But it never was. I would try something, slim fast, weight watchers, whatever, and it would last for a few minutes and I'd be super into it and I'd lose some weight. But usually before I'd lost even 20 pounds, I'd start to taper off and then I wouldn't really be doing it at all. And then I was somehow heavier again and heavier, and not a little bit either, right? I put on 150 pounds in less than five years. I went from the 180s to the 330s. It's a pretty big jump. Your relationship with food is the reasons behind the choices you make when it comes to what and how much you're eating. Why do you give yourself permission to make the choices that are leading to not losing the weight? Because on some level, you have to be telling yourself it's okay to do it, or you'd be making those better choices you keep telling yourself you're going to make, right? Maybe the choices are largely to blame here too. Maybe you've been set up to fail from the get-go. When a diet or a program or a plan is completely food-focused and restrictive, it's not sustainable. And when you've got a lot of weight to lose, it's all about doing things in a way that's sustainable. It has to be. You're not going to lose weight overnight. I spent two and a half years losing 200 pounds. It doesn't happen quickly. And really, you don't want it to. Incremental change is sustainable. And by nature, that's going to take time. But it's well spent, especially if you deal with this stuff running under the surface while you're at it. A huge problem with most diets and ways to get weight off 
is that it's the restrictions that make you lose the weight. So once you've got it off and you drop those restrictions, there's not a whole lot to stop the weight from creeping back on. That's the danger in just addressing the food itself. But when you change your relationship with what you eat and you start looking at the reasons behind your choices with food, you're not only going to be able to keep going long enough to get all of your weight off, you're also able to keep it off. Your relationship with food can change. And when it does, your ability to live your life at a weight that's healthy for your body, it changes too. When you have a toxic or a skewed relationship with food, you have a tendency to use food to satisfy your feelings and an emotional hunger more than to satisfy your body and a physical hunger. I really hate it when people say real hunger or actually hungry or any of that language that implies that only physical hunger is valid and emotional hunger isn't a thing. It's a very real thing. Emotional hunger isn't just some phrase that they invented to make fat people feel better about themselves or to somehow let them off the hook. It's not something that should be automatically dismissed. Emotional hunger is very real and it can feel like physical hunger when your relationship with food is broken and you struggle to tell the difference. Sometimes it's because you don't know what your body needs. But what you do know whether you're thinking consciously about it or not, what you do know is that eating feels good. You also know that a lot of the time, if you eat enough or you eat the quote-unquote right thing, you can make your feelings change or stop. And that's what you're after. That's what you're really after. You think you want to eat, but what you really want is for the feeling you're experiencing to change or stop. And on some level, you know if you feed that feeling, that'll deal with it. The first thing you need to do is become aware of when you're eating to deal with emotional hunger. It's a struggle to distinguish between physical and emotional hunger. Part of the problem is confirmation bias, right? Like, there's always at least part of you that's hoping it's physical, like really hoping that it's physical, because then you feel justified to eat. You've got a valid reason. First, that's super ridiculous. I'm going to keep saying this. Emotional hunger is real. Stop discounting it. That's only making things worse. You're feeling it, and it's real. It's not your imagination, so become aware of it and acknowledge that it's happening. That's the only way you're going to be able to deal with it. But confirmation bias is real, too. And you're definitely going to lean closer to believing it's physical hunger that's what you want it to be, and you're looking for permission to eat. Physical hunger is the permission to eat golden ticket, and you need to be honest with yourself about it. You're biased towards wanting to eat more and to eat more of things that are less good for you. There's a subconscious subtext telling you things like, well, I did have a smaller than usual supper tonight. It's no wonder I'm feeling hungry. I put half a potato back. Or, I was really good all week. I took the stairs this afternoon. That might be making my body hungry. I mean, you can hear the confirmation bias in that. You already know what you want the answer to be. You're just looking for ways to get there. You justify things in your head before you've even done them. Physical hunger is your default setting. 
and you need to be aware of it. So when you're trying to differentiate between physical and emotional hunger, know that you've got your finger on the scale and you're automatically tilting things toward the physical. When you have an automatic default behavior like this, you need to work a little bit harder to learn the difference. Awareness that it's an issue is really going to help with that. And it makes sense that your default is physical hunger. Why wouldn't it be? You've got years of conditioning yourself, overeating and binging. All of this overriding and ignoring your body's hunger cues has made it harder for you to hear them at all. Plus, and probably most importantly, this is what you want, right? Because if your body needs the food, then who are you to stand in its way? It's the perfect reason to eat. My stomach's growling. I have a slight headache. I haven't had anything since lunch. I must be hungry. Oh, but yeah, I subconsciously always want to eat. Maybe I should hit pause, take a minute, and really think about this. Taking a second to hit pause and give yourself the time and space to actually think about it instead of doing what you usually do, which is think about food, see, smell, or hear somebody else mention a food, or have a feeling, any feeling, and then you go get something to eat. Pause. Wait. Ask yourself what you're doing. What do you really want to do? Give yourself a chance to be the version of yourself that you're changing into. Once you've figured out that you're eating to deal with an emotional hunger, you need to figure out what emotion you're feeding. Because I'm betting that you eat something different to deal with being sad than what you eat when you're freaking out happy. I don't eat the same thing bored as I do when I'm pissed off. You probably don't either. I reach for salty, crunchy things when I'm mad or frustrated and sweet, chewy, or like melty stuff when I'm sad or feeling sorry for myself. So if I grab like pickles and chips when I'm getting weepy over an episode of This Is Us that I've already seen twice, I'm only going to end up rooting around for some candy that the boys haven't gotten into or I'll go break into Sean's secret stash of wine gums out in a drawer in his garage. He keeps them in a toolbox out there. If I don't satisfy my hunger the way I need to satisfy my hunger, I'm just going to end up reaching for whatever it is I actually needed to deal with the feeling. Once you figure out which feelings you're chasing or pushing away and which types of foods or which specific foods are most satisfying when you're dealing with them, it gets a whole lot easier to get a handle on this stuff. You can't change what you can't see. You just can't. So as hard as it is, and as much as it can hurt to do it sometimes, you need to take a look at this stuff so you can find your way through it. The second option that you've got when you're eating to feed an emotion is to find a way other than food to deal with the feeling once you've figured out what it is. When I started losing my weight, I found that not a whole lot could distract me from eating once I'd started thinking about it. It took a while before I could start to deal with that. And it's still something that I struggle with. I can fixate on food, just hearing a jingle or seeing a photograph of it. And then that's all I can think about all of a sudden. And I'll keep thinking about it until I either eat it or actually find a way to distract myself from it. But for me, the easier and the pretty much only option that I had, at least back then, was to figure out what I wanted and eat it. But only enough to satisfy myself. Okay, so I'm feeling awkward and cookies are my go-to. Do I need a dozen of them to make it go away like usual or is 10 going to do it? 
What if I started with eight? Being aware of what you're doing, consciously choosing to eat the cookies, makes it easier to stop at 10 or 5 or 13 or whatever your cookie number is. You also need to learn to feel the difference between being full and being satisfied because, man, are they ever not the same thing at all. One of them is mostly physical and the other one is mostly mental. Physical fullness is the signals your body sends you that it's had enough or more than enough food. Eating so much that it hurt used to be the rule for me more than it was the exception. For a long time, I didn't think I was full unless I was at least close to being in pain. Satisfaction, though, is a whole other kettle of kittens. That happens in your head when you feel emotionally full. I felt stuffed to the point of puking and still wanted to keep eating. When you're obese, it isn't always about stopping physical hunger, right? This is about feeding something else. And sometimes it feels like you can't ever eat enough. That's why it's so important that you start to make the distinction between feeling full and feeling satisfied, feeling physically and emotionally full. It's important to learn to spot the difference, to learn to feel the difference. Keep trying, keep tracking, don't be intimidated and don't give up. You've totally got this. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Obesity with Charlotte Skeynes. If you know it's time to take back control, lose the weight and keep it off, reach out to me privately with a direct message on Instagram that says ready so you can start disrupting obesity. 